All right, let's talk some jobs. Jed Kolko, the chief economist at the Indeed Hiring Lab. We're coming back to him now. Jed, uh, thanks for joining us and walk me through the latest here on your guys' numbers. Here at Indeed, we're looking at job postings on our site. We're able to see a pretty comprehensive set of job postings across sectors. And right now, job postings are down around 19% compared to last year's trend. Uh, and it's been that way for about the past uh, six weeks or so. We've really flattened out. Uh, there's been stagnation. Uh, in terms of the labor market recovery. Mm. Uh, there was some improvement um, May, June, July. Uh, at its worst, we were at about 40% below last year's levels. Uh, so we've gotten about halfway back, uh, but have sort of flattened out since then. So the pace at which job postings are coming back is slowing a little bit. We've got the chart here, the job postings on Indeed. It's a seven-day moving average through September 4th. We can see relative to 2018-2019, Jed's point here about the gap between them. We've come a good ways from the bottom. Uh, Jed, what do we see as being connected to this? If we try and deduce what's really driving the increase to figure out whether or not it's going to continue, do we have answers? What to use the independent variable here to this chart? So I think there's a set of industries that have really driven some of this recovery. Um, those are the ones that are helping us support the stay-at-home economy. Um, construction, uh, driving, uh, warehouse jobs, uh, retail as it's opened up. Uh, but some of the um, uh, types of sectors that have been slower to recover uh, haven't shown much sign of rebounding. Um, higher wage jobs like tech, finance, professional services, um, job postings are still far below uh, where they were at last year's levels. So I think at this point, um, both in our data and in government data, um, we're seeing some rebound uh, in some of the sectors that shut down and reopened, um, but less improvement in the sectors that weren't affected first, um, but are feeling really strong ripple effects in this pandemic. Mm. Higher wage job postings, lagging a little bit, uh, uh, quite a bit. It looks like the top third, middle third, bottom third on the chart here. So is this just a function of how much they decline? I mean, it seems like they all generally declined the same amount roughly. So it's it's kind of hard to argue uh, that way. Does this just mean that um, uh, the, the bottom third, there's more jobs there in general that can come back online? I mean, uh, what's kind of the explanation for this big difference between the two? Lower wage jobs tend to be in sectors um, that hire and fire more quickly. Mm. Uh, when a restaurant uh, or a retail store uh, sees demand shifting, um, they adjust their workforces um, uh, perhaps month to month or even week by week. Um, but for higher wage industries like tech and finance, um, they are not making their hiring decisions based on what the economy looks like this week or next week. Um, it takes longer. Uh, for them to hire more specialized workers. Uh, it's more expensive for them to hire and fire. Uh, and so they make their decisions more slowly. Um, those high wage industries uh, haven't laid off as many people, um, but they've also really slowed their hiring. What they do is probably a strong gauge to their view of economic confidence looking several quarters or even a couple of years out. So this is really interesting. And I, I just want to be clear here for, for viewers, because when we look at tech i like your point here about the long-term picture and the fact that these are these are openings that they're hiring 
has slowed. So the job postings that are down 32% according to your data in software development, that kind of runs contrary to a little bit of what one might think because when we sit here and talk stocks that have worked and companies that are doing well, it's like all software, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they're adding more people on because there's a little bit of you know, this, this kind of uh, com conflicting notion where you think, hey, these are the jobs that have held on, but they're not necessarily hiring more. Does that mean there's like a, a, a second kind of shoot a drop in, in tech in a certain way if we don't keep picking up? I mean, maybe they didn't have to lay people off, but it doesn't seem like they feel very confident about the future. Here's how I think about some of these higher wage industries like tech and finance. Um, they are, um, uh, it's more that they're paused, both on the layoff side, but certainly on the hiring side. Mm. Um, they're very sensitive to the uncertainty. Um, they are waiting to make decisions uh, until they see what the economy continues to look like. Um, they're not uh, responding, they're not going to respond so quickly to uh, the shutdown and reopening the way that restaurants, retail, uh, and in-person services are. Um, when you look at um, other government data, um, the monthly jobs report, you see that the drop in employment um, has been much smaller uh, for tech, finance, and other industries where people can work from home. But there's also been um, very little recovery um, since April and May in those sectors as well. Uh, I think the shifts that we see in some of the sectors that shut down and reopened uh, have really driven a lot of the numbers and a lot of the narrative. Um, but if you look instead at these higher wage work from home sectors, um, you see what some of the longer term effects uh, on the economy look like. And in those sectors, jobs are down around 4%, uh, according to the US jobs report. Um, and that's as big a decline as we saw from peak to trough in the Great Recession. Hmm. So right now, uh, what do you think, Jed? I know that you've got data here on job openings, but just kind of as an economist trying to connect the dots, what will determine if we can continue some of this recovery? Because if the recovery in job openings is the strongest in some of the reopening sectors, the hospitality, the lower wage ones, are they at risk if they don't get further help from the government to help keep the payrolls intact? Are they, uh, or are they less at risk where if there's no additional checks, then the low-wage workers will continue to take those jobs as they reopening? I think the biggest factor remains what happens with the virus. Um, if people don't feel safe to go back to their offices, uh, to go into stores, um, to go back to work, um, then uh, the economy is going to continue uh, to face these challenges. Um, you know, the, the most important thing is what happens with the virus. Um, uh, certainly businesses and workers um, need support to get through this period. Um, that boosts consumer spending. Um, it uh, helps preserve uh, some of those relationships between businesses and employees um, who may be temporarily laid off. Um, one of the big questions um, is how many of these temporary layoffs and temporary unemployment is still uh, almost half uh, of the total reported unemployment. Um, how much of that um, will uh, turn permanent uh, as opposed to some of those temporarily laid off people um, going back to their employers? And the more that we can get those temporary layoffs to turn back into employment um, as opposed to permanent unemployment, um, the better the economy will do long term.
Jed, great to have you. Really good thoughts and uh, love the data here. Appreciate you joining. Thanks very much. Jed Coco is the chief economist at the Indeed Hiring Lab.